Right, let's move into episode three of Solid 60. It's Monday night, it's um, 11.30pm. I wake up in about five hours to have a long day in the truck, so I don't know what I'm doing now recording this, but hey, I made a commitment and I'm going to stick to it. Um, so I was reading the articles I've done so far. Um, yeah, that, that's about what I'm going to stick with because I don't have a lot to say since last week. Episode 2 was with my cousin. Um, I did just have a quick listen to episode 1. There's a bit of breathing. Not a big fan of listening to someone breathe, even myself. And some background noise from my housemate, who thankfully seems to have gone to bed, so we won't hear him shout at his mates online. We're just going to run through the uh, mid-March beyond the con. And hopefully that's not too painful for anyone who's jumped on. So let's give it a shot. It was Heroes and Zeros again. We're doing three of each. Uh, the first hero is Ryan Reynolds, who's helping some kids forget about the big C for a day. Referencing the TV show there. Um, fantastic show. I can't remember any of the actors off the top of my head, but um, well worth a watch. There's not many shows that can deal with an issue that dark and black and serious and make it one of the funniest shows you'd ever see so find it I don't even know if it's on Netflix um, I'm pretty sure that's where I watched it though so who knows check it out it was a while ago both actors have moved on Laura Linney was the the mother um, and she's now in an even well, I wouldn't say better just as good a um, bit more up my alley because there's a bit of crime and excitement going on um, the Ozarks, Jason Bateman, fantastic show. Anyway, back to Ryan Reynolds. He uh, reached out along with Make-A-Wish, welcomed a bunch of indomitable little guys and girls onto the set of Deadpool 2. They hung out for a day taking selfies and generally kicking back with their hero. A few critics sniped at him on Twitter for ruining the minds of a younger generation, but his usual sardonic style shot back without a second thought. They all took home special one-off custom swords signed by the stars, and even if it took their minds off their health issues for just a few hours, it was time well spent. Some great photos of here with the kids, but obviously um, kind of hard to show on a podcast. He's in his suit, and uh, they look around um, anywhere from 8 to 12, which is probably why some people took issue, you know. it's definitely an R-rated movie, but hey, you know, I think kids, you, they don't get enough credit, especially these days, they're pretty switched on, they can tell the difference between, um, you know, humour and when violence is, you know, not every kid, you've, you've got to cater for the uh, individual, but um, I don't know, I think the, the age things are pretty arbitrary, the 18 plus, you could probably start at like, 14 or 15 for a lot of the mature content, depending on the kid. But I'm not an expert, so I might have to do a few more degrees in child psychology before I can really weigh in on that. Moving on to Hero 2, Michael B. Jordan. He kicks off a new era of inclusivity. Fresh off the silver screen is one of the most popular villains of all time. Loki, hand in your scepter. The rising star decided to flip things a little recently by committing his production company to adopt an inclusion writer on all its future productions. While Francis McDormand was the most famous proponent, 
proponent of such a scheme, mentioning it, mentioning it in a speech at the recent Academy Awards, Jordan is the first to make it an official policy for a Hollywood production house. He's a good-looking man. It's very easy to find some photos of him. It basically states that at least 50% of the cast and crew need to be diverse. Well, that's a little vague. It's a step in the right direction after decades of whitewashed cinema being churned out that didn't reflect the audience that was watching it. Stacy Smith, a Californian professor, came up with the concept and brought it to public ears during a TED Talk in 2016. It floated around the internet for a while until Jordan took up the challenge and put pen to paper. Paul Feig, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck quickly jumped on board by having their studio, Pearl Street Films, adopt similar targets. Paul quoted as saying, It's just common sense. Hmm, I missed a word there. Paul is quoted. See, this is why we do this. Now, of course, this shouldn't mean that casting for a film like, say, Dunkirk, that was demonised by one critic for not having enough people of colour or women represented, should change. In a setting where 99% of the characters were basically male and white, it would be absurd to shoehorn in casting choices which make no sense. However, it does make sense when it works. Case in point, the recent blockbuster Marvel's Black Panther, or even smaller roles like Idris Elba in Thor, or Tilda Swinton in Doctor Strange. Whether their gender or race is integral to the role or completely irrelevant, if the actor kills it on screen and brings a smile and hope to someone who might otherwise wouldn't have any, then that's got to be a rare win-win for everyone. Yeah. So, And I did want to mention uh, Stacey Smith, because all I could find for a while was uh, Francis McDormand's quote. I thought, no, someone came up with this before that. There's a few other lawyers and people that um, drafted uh, more formal what would you call like documents that outline how that might work because it's not just about the actors it's the cast and crew there's plenty of um yeah so anyway jade anuka raises thousands for the black panther challenge started by frederick joseph in harlem new york the black panther challenge specifically targets young people who would otherwise not be able to afford a movie ticket see again i'm Using Jade as the hero because, well, she's a famous actor and looks great in all the photos I could find, um, just like with Michael B. Jordan. But, you know, someone else really came up with the idea, and as long as I mention them too, um, you know, I think that's all good. So she um, kicked off... Well, she didn't kick off the campaign, but I think actors like her are the ones that really, you know, discovered it and then made it properly viral. Because if it was just some little guy in the Bronx that wouldn't have gone anywhere. Um, but full props to him for coming up with it. And then, you know, good on these actors who have nothing in it themselves. Like, she doesn't, she's not even in it. If it was an actor in the movie, that would be a little bit self-serving. But, you know, all she wants to do is help these kids um, that otherwise wouldn't have a chance to see it. So, yeah, uh, where was I? The uh, huge donation to the campaign and inner-city school he's associated with. Uh, that was from Ellen, so she also jumped on board. In a small way, Wakanda did end up reaching out to people in need, just like in the movie. How many films can claim that? That's probably one of the cheesiest lines I've used. If we had started this list earlier, Fred would definitely have earned his place, but this week, Jade gets a spot. See, I kind of, um, again, some uh, explanation there is required. She's billed as a, one of the next big things in British acting, and this young lady went out of her way to provide a safe and happy place for hundreds of underprivileged inner-city youths. 
in London. Not only giving them free tickets, but making sure they got their fill at the snack bar too. It's just another Friday night for a lot of us, but for these kids and others across the world, it was a rare treat that they will remember for the rest of their lives. Big shout out to Jade and everyone else who participated in the Black Panther Challenge. So yeah, good on them. Zeros, this is fun. This is where it gets um, more character assassinating. Uh, number one, we've got Chevy, sorry, Chevy Chase. He's basically Pierce Hawthorne in real life. A comedy legend in the 70s and 80s, this elder statesman of acting and comedy dropped out of the public consciousness until Dan Harmon plucked him out of retirement to star in Community. Arguably one of the funniest sitcoms set in a community college ever, the show shot him back into cultural significance and he quickly became a fan favourite. Playing an out-of-touch old white rich guy and trying to connect with the younger generation and failing, he spawned endless memes, making light of his uncanny ability to be the most clueless and offensive guy in the room. So there's a few memes here I've posted with uh, one of the worst sexually harassing. Why would I harass someone who turns me on? As the season progresses, many viewers noticed his scenes were moving out of the library with the rest of the group. It would often be just him and one other character. His more sympathetic qualities seemed to disappear as he became almost flanderized in being a one-note antagonist to the rest of the group. Recent articles shed light on this, with cast crew and even Dan himself admitting Chevy Chase was difficult to work with. There were constant racist jokes being made in between scenes, such as telling co-star Donald Glover people only found him funny because he was black, and according to Alison Brie, some of his off-colour comments would have made most women cringe at best. Apparently she would just turn it right back on him, leaving him flustered and completely unaware of just how foolish he was starting to look. Eventually the show wound up and since then he's popped up in a few small roles in straight-to-video movies like Christmas in Vermont and Federal Offence. Yeah, I had to do some digging to find those. They look terrible. Actors who play bad guys or heels often joke about being called out and verbally abused by the public simply because of characters they played. But this might be one of the few cases where the criticism would be justified. Okay, so that's um, wrapped up. Chevy, I, and, and all this stuff kind of, I was never a huge fan of his movies, but um, I did really like him in Community and to hear that about him was pretty disappointing, I mean it's so obvious how dumb it is to be racist and everything else and you know, this character is a perfect example of that, and it just blows my mind that he couldn't see that um, ah, just, I don't know how people end up like that so zero two, we've got Jerry Oliveris. Oliveris, I've got to listen to some more YouTube clips. It's really going off right now. But this is what a month after I wrote this, because um, it was in uh, March, some point. I've been putting the rough date on these. Yeah, mid March, and now we're mid April. So um, that's when this all sort of kicked off about Stanley getting swindled and you know, being managed by different con artists and things like that. Um, at this point, I wasn't too aware of Kia Morgan, um, but definitely there was a few articles already out and a couple of websites about this guy, Jerry. So let's see what I had. Stan Lee is one of the most tireless creators out there. It takes a lot to keep a good man down, but for the first time in 90 plus years, he's had, a, had to take a break. Starting with a severe bout of pneumonia recently, he had to put the breaks on his usually relentless routine of appearances and step back from the day-to-day -day business of running his multiple companies and charities. See, 
I said break twice in like two sentences. That really didn't work. Different uh, spelling, but yeah, not happy, Jan. At first, this went as expected. He made a brief video explaining why he couldn't attend a meet and greet, and tweets from the great and small expressed their undying love and sympathy for the father of Marvel's greatest heroes. Then, step by step, it got weird. His longtime companion and assistant, Max, was fired. There were claims on tabloid clickbait websites that nurses were complaining about wandering hands. Money was going missing. A business associate of his daughter got power of attorney, and suddenly, millions of dollars was going missing. The man is Jerry Oliveras. <laughs> really going to have to look that up. And this article by the Daily Beast is the most comprehensive I could find so far on the issue. It does knock down Max a few pegs, which is confusing as all of Stan's supporters all talk about how much of a steadfast friend of the family Max has been. But everything else looks like it's on the money. Literally, Spider-Man, the upside-down kiss version, Tobey Maguire. Care to elaborate on this, Pat? Wow, so... <laughs> This went this went live. This shows that no one reads these things because I've got an editor's note in there from, um, yeah, one of my partners on the website, and it's just been left in. Wow, I'm gonna have to go back and fix that. Jesus Christ, that's that's really bad. His brother Vince getting involved to try and make sense of what's going on with the financial side of things. So basically, Toby Maguire's brother Vince Maguire. Um, is some kind of super accountant for Hollywood and uh, they're using or well, he's volunteered to look into what's going on with Stan Lee's finances and I tried to make a joke about you know Spider-Man and it obviously fell flat I will have to uh, double check how I can fix that at some other point being an investigative accountant should help things along and another hero swoop in to save the day is Kia Morgan, a longtime friend of the family. He quickly got power of attorney back to Stan's daughter, who's doing everything he can to put things right. Let's hope that the next news coming out of the Stanley camp is only of the good kind and his legacy isn't tampered with. Unfortunately, uh, not the case. It's probably just going to get worse until he is um, done with everyone. Uh, with Infinity War coming out soon, it would be nice if he can celebrate its premiere with all his friends around him. He's a big, healthy grin. His big healthy grin on his mug is all we love seeing. I hope that's not as hard to read as it is to say out loud. Um, so that's weird. Because everyone still seems to be upset with this uh, Kia Morgan guy. But the real creme looks like it was this Jerry dude. It's all very hard to make sense of. Um, you know, there, there's a video that recently popped up of... Kia guiding him through a um, Comic Con and he's just signing after signing after signing and he you know he looks really beat up um, and everyone's kind of claiming that they're basically you know treating him like a slave and he's uh, elder abuse that's what it's called elderly abuse but I don't know I reckon if this guy um, saved him from Jerry then and, and Stanley recently did a video saying he's fine and he did. It didn't seem too coached or anything. He seemed pretty with it. Um, he's happy with his daughter. He's happy with Kia. Then, yeah, hopefully that's true. I don't. I don't know. It's it's definitely uh, put the kibosh on a lot of the conspiracy. Um, well, not so much conspiracy theorists, but there's a lot of people concerned about his care. Um, and the main problem is that, like, 
Kevin Smith and other people talk about that used to go there all, all the time and Max still can't go there all the time. We've got to arrange, um, you know, the visits are very tightly controlled. So there's still some questions, but um, yeah, hopefully it is getting better. So back now to the last one, zero three, the Oscars. This is how old this is. The original Batman himself with half a century of contributing to pop culture behind him passed away in 2017 to an outpouring of grief all across the world. Flowers were laid at his Hollywood star and celebrities, creators and fans from across the spectrum celebrated his amazing life and listed his many efforts in furthering the reach and relevance of 60s Batman. Yet, in the recent Oscars memoriam, which purports to hold itself up as a definitive list of all well-known artists who pass away since the last Oscars, was nowhere to be seen. Sure, it's just a few seconds of tribute given to each as they play a montage of their faces to mournful music, but it goes out to billions and apparently wasn't considered worthy of even that. Well, it wasn't alone, with many other luminaries dropped from the lineup, and the internet quickly took up their banner with hundreds of articles popping up asking why so many significant people didn't rate so much as a mention. Hopefully in future years, whoever is behind that segment at the Oscars starts paying a little more attention to those who deserve one more moment in the spotlight before they slowly disappear into the pop culture ether. I don't think um, Adam West is going anywhere for a long time, though. Um, in memoriam, that was a new thing I started with this article. Stephen Hawking, obviously passed away. That was the big news of March 1942 to 2018. He lasted about 50 years longer than he was supposed to. Um, and what have I got here? He was informed with typical understated British reserve that he had two years to leave at most. That was in 1963. Every year since, he may have deteriorated physically, but he went from strength to strength mentally, eventually changing the face of physics and selling millions of copies of his infamous book, The Brief History of Time. <laughs> That's funny that I mention um, infamous because literally every time... I've done that. Uh, the other editors jumped in and gone, that's not what infamous means. Um, but for me, I just use it as like like a really heavy version of famous. Like This person's so famous, they're infamous. Um, whereas, of course, the actual meaning is that uh, they're notorious for being, you know, they're famous for being criminals, basically, um, which I don't think counts with his book. It's maybe criminally hard to read. You might need a degree in physics to get through the thing. But um, I might have to adjust that as well. So I like it. It's a little tradition. Um, I had no idea I was doing that every single week. Um, but yeah, let's wrap that up. Arguably one of the most significant figures in science since Albert Einstein appearing in everything from The Simpsons to, well, let's just say it's a long list. He wasn't loved by all, of course. His steadfast skepticism about religion and controversial relationships with women kept the gossipy parts of the internet busy enough, but he rose above any petty detractors and will go down in history as one of the greatest minds of all time. A huge bucket of wind for you, good sir. And for the rest of you, a deep grateful bow and thanks for reading my take on things so far this year. So there we go, that's um, mid-March. I'm going to leave that there so I can remind myself to come back to it later and fix a few of those little bugs i love the artwork i've got there there was some great um if you google hawking i don't know comics art there's some beautiful uh paintings 
him in a wheelchair floating through space and that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm just going to leave that article there to remind me to jump on again later um, and move on to early April. So now at least we're into this month because today is of course the 16th, April 2018. Um, here we go, Beyond the Cohen. Hero 1, Robert Downey Jr. for rising to challenge Rohad. I'm not going to, um, I didn't even write down what that acronym spells out because it was just too hard to say let alone read um, so you know let's just say it's not good let's start off all right so this guy gets a lot of good press already he rose up from a mid-career slump in the early noughties on the back of a movie about a superhero no one had ever heard of now iron man is a household name and rdj is so big his popularity has basically priced him out of marvel there are rumours Infinity War might be his last movie under their banner. Let's hope this isn't true. So long as he is the public face of all that is good and a little bit funny, the actor gets to show that he isn't just turning up for the checks. Early last year, an eight-year-old boy named Aaron Hunter in Scotland tweeted a video asking the star to help spread the word about a rare disease known as Rohad Certs, R-O-H-H-A-D. I could unpack the acronym, but trust me, unless you have a fondness for six-syllable medical terms, it's not necessary. Basically, you don't want to have it. It could kill you. So this kid wanted to start something like ALS, Icewater Challenge, except the amusing twist of dancing around a small pool of mud. Messy, but it does the job. So not only did our Robert take up the challenge, but he FaceTimed Aaron and eventually flew over to meet the boy and perform the stunt in front of his family. Now they are firm friends and the trend is going viral. Hopefully the researchers get a much-needed boost in funding, and who knows, Iron Man might save a few lives in the real world. I love that. That just wrote itself. Um, Hero 2, moving on to Paramount. That's right, the major movie studio. Why? Well, it's a stretch, but stay with me here. They cancelled Transformers 6. No more Michael Bay, no more Emo Optimus Prime, no more Whittakins. Sorry, is it Wit Whittakin? Jesus, that was a mess. Uh, the franchise won't have another outing until at least 2021, giving it a much-needed breathing room, giving it much-needed breathing room and time to heal. While there is a Bumblebee film coming out next year, it's a complete reboot and set in the early 70s. It will likely kick the ball into play for the tone for the new films. If they hit the right notes, they could completely reinvigorate a juggernaut that, while still pulling in big numbers at the box office, has gone completely stale creativity creatively see again i've got completely i think i've said it like three times there so dude it's funny how you can um i know i read these at least once or twice before hitting publish and you just miss this stuff um the last night that was with a capital k garnered a rotten tomatoes score of 16 percent and was nominated for a record-breaking 10 razzie awards Mike Ryan of Uproxx summed it up perfectly. I have no proof Transformers The Last Night will kill your brain cells, but I wouldn't be surprised to learn that it does, and I'd proceed with caution just in case. But I can say with absolute uncertainty, after watching this, your head will hurt. You really didn't... Not, I, I, the only person I can think of that liked that movie was my son, and he was eight. So, yeah, that's... Which is fine. You know, that's probably who it was aimed at. But um, there's a bigger audience out there and hopefully 
they can start appealing to that as well. Um, anyway, mad props to Paramount for listening to the outcry and turning what is likely a very large ship around, despite how hard it would be to resist just churning out more of the same, given how much money it brings in. Now, let's just cross our fingers and hope whoever helms the new films knows what the hell they are doing. Given the imaginatively titled Transformers 1 is in development with Ant-Man and the Wasp screenwriters Andrew Barra and Gabriel Ferrari, we could be in for quite a treat. God, I loved Ant-Man. So, and that's the other thing. I knew there was another movie I was looking forward to. So we've got Infinity Wars next week. We've got Deadpool after that. Then we've got Solo. And uh, I guess coming hot on the heels of that would be Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, you know, that should keep us happy for a few more months. God knows what's coming after that. Hero 3, Reddit. Is there another cat in here? I've got one sleeping on me. Obviously, the other one likes to jog in here about midnight. Um, anyway, okay. I have to admit, I had trouble coming up with the third hero. Um, but I came up with an arbitrary number of these things and consign it. I'm sticking to it, which is ironic because uh, the one after this, I've dropped it to two. Three was just too much. Come on. No one's going to read this far. So, once considered a bastion of free speech for the sake of it, they've slowly evolved their corporate culture over time to take into account that some lines have to be drawn. As their general counsel, Melissa Tidwell, says in a recent New Yorker article, does free speech literally... So I've already stuffed it. Does free speech mean literally anyone can say anything at any time? Or is it actually more conducive to the free exchange of ideas if we create a platform where women and people of colour can say what they want without thousands of people screaming, Fuck you! Light yourself on fire! I know where you live! If your entire answer to that very difficult question is free speech, then I'm sorry. It tells me you're not really paying attention. The big question that pops to mind next is, does it work? Well, according to a study of a group of computer scientists at three universities, it does. They passed a data set of 100 million Reddit posts, did the ban diminish hateful behaviour? Overall, or did it merely relocate such behaviour to different parts of the site? They concluded that the ban had worked. Users participating in the banned subreddits either left the site, for those who remained, dramatically reduced their hate speech usage. There you go. Censorship works. While it's far from perfect and constant vigilance is needed, the fact that they have teams of actual people combing through the site and responding to flagged issues is a huge plus. It separates it from the lazy algorithm-based moderation that Facebook thinks is good enough to keep the billion or so people that use it happily scrolling away. Let's hope the latter can swallow its pride given recent scandals and take some lessons from Reddit's approach. In the meantime, let's raise a glass to a giant social media company that still uses actual people to help serve its customer base with an eye to not the greater good of its shareholders, but the community it is a part of. So there we go. Love Reddit. It did lose me a job once, but um, let's not go into that right now. Zero one. Moving into the next, uh, more fun part of it. Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop.com for endorsing a therapy that literally kills people. For those who haven't come across the joke, that is goop.com, it's basically a scammy online store set up and endorsed by Gwyneth Pepper Potts Paltrow 
to sell bizarre health products like jade rocks to put in parts of your body they really shouldn't be I meant vagina but I've got to try and keep it somewhat family friendly on the website so not here though 18 kilograms <laughs> see that I'm gonna to have to fix 18 karat solid gold dumbbells oh no it's 18 kilogram that makes more sense as a dumbbell I thought I meant to type carrot um, truffles made out of moon pantry spirit dust whatever that is I still haven't figured it out that's all fine and well if you have the disposable income of a medium-sized country and the intellect of Donald Trump on laughing gas but when you start promoting an alternative medicine that actually ends up killing people who use it then maybe you should re-examine what lines you're willing to cross one of the things she's been pushing for a while is not just acupuncture as you decides at best but she had to ratchet up the crazy one more notch and promote acupuncture with bees that's right those gnarly creatures that sting badly if you go near them wearing anything other than a medically sealed protective suit according to actual science getting stung from them over and over again does nothing other than increase the chances of you becoming allergic to their venom and eventually going into an anaphylactic shock and inevitably death um, Gwyneth we loved you in sliding doors and of course Iron Man but unlike your more altruistically minded co-star maybe please stop encouraging people to kill themselves okay thanks so that was fun um, though probably not for the woman who died I think she was Spanish I read a bunch of articles not good she really needs to stop um, Facebook as the second zero and that's a still an ongoing thing it recently turned up for the uh, made lots of great internet um, clickbait doing that uh, what do they call it Congress that's right to talk to a bunch of out of touch senators um, yeah so number two Facebook snooping on all the people really Mark dude please if you haven't heard about all the drama going on over in Menlo Park California then you just had to be living under the proverbial rock in the space of three weeks Mark Zuckerberg copped hit after hit first it was the Cambridge Analytica scandal in which it was revealed that over 50 million Facebook accounts were compromised and their data used in various ways and yeah since I wrote this it's come out that it was a lot more than that um, hundreds of millions then he was summoned to Washington for a congressional hearing where he will have to answer for not only that but to revelations that they installed software in all Android phones with Facebook that monitors phone calls when they were made who they rang who called them you know just because the sudden publicity forced him to cancel plans to unveil a new technology an upcoming tech conference which would allow Facebook to take control of webcams in private homes so it would recognize when the owners come home and use clever algorithms to detect different faces and respond accordingly like Alexa but you know a lot more codependent what was Mark's response yeah sorry guys but you knew what you signed up for we might have made a slight mistake with the Cambridge thing but all the other stuff is in the fine print okay carry on nothing to see here I may be paraphrasing somewhat but that's essentially the gist of it unapologetic and overly qualifyingly merely mouthed sop to appease his public relations department sad department must be um, sorry said department must be working overtime lately with reports of employees deleting potentially damaging internal emails and memos as fast as they can find them 
Unfortunately, they were too late to stop Andrew Bosworth, Facebook vice president, who wrote, maybe someone dies in a terrorist attack coordinated on our tools, and still we connect people. The ugly truth is that we believe in connecting people so deeply that anything that allows us to connect more people more often is de facto good. Got to break a few eggs, right? Eek. Who are we kidding, though? Facebook is going to be around for a few years yet. It's the only game in town when it comes to finding Kevin from year four who wouldn't stop flicking around class that one time, but then you had it out with him in the playground and then you became best mates. Well, until year six, when you both fell in love with Mindy Woods and didn't talk to each other for decades. Now it's time to reconnect, right? Also, do you want to host a birthday party and have anyone turn up? Better make an event on Facebook. Discuss films, video games, cosplay, or 18th century stamps. Good luck finding an active forum outside of Facebook to do that. Sure, there is Reddit, as long as you don't mind being basically anonymous. Unless you're prolific, the people's, unless you're so prolific that people slowly start recognising your username. So you have missed it. I've dropped a word there, and that stuffed up my read. I'm going to have to leave this one up as well. Um, so how about wanting to run a website with pop culture reviews on it and wanting more than your mother and second cousin to read it? It's going to be a long uphill slog if you don't have that big blue screen in front of you to spread the word. Obviously talking about uh, Beyond Cosplay there. But even with the big blue screen, um, God knows if it is more than... I don't think even my mother reads this. So... Sure, a lot of the younger kids are moving over to Instagram, WhatsApp, and Snapchat, but guess who owns two of those apps? Well, then inevitably pocket Snapchat. Yep, that's our dear leader, Mark. Also, there are tool sets that... Also, they are tool sets that does slightly different things. Oh. My. God. <laughs> How did I miss that grammar? Um, as of now, there are no viable alternatives to the Big Blue as a platform to do all the things I mentioned and more. Until there is, we just have to suck eggs and put up with a company whose leadership seems to have really lost its way and long ago stopped caring about its most important stakeholders. Users. That is, you and me. Sure. They need to fund the thing somehow, and data mining was always going to be an element of that, but the balance has clearly shifted in favour of the almighty dollar. And until Mr. Zuckerberg shows that he's committed to restoring the balance, he will remain a zero to us. I love it. Other than the occasional typo, I think I'm pretty happy with that. So, zero three, last but not least, Disney. For erasing, erasing guns from some of its Han Solo posters. Uh, wow. Yeah, this film seems to have been beset by more dramas than any other in the Star Wars universe so far. And that's saying something. Everyone knows it's going to make a bajillion dollars, but that doesn't stop a few obstacles and own goals from making us wince along the way. From kicking off the original directors for creative differences in favour of old hand Ron Howard, to rumours about acting coaches needed for the kid in the title role due to stilted performances. The internet has been abuzz with scuttlebutt about what could go wrong next on the troubled production. Now shooting is in the can... And the trailers are being shown. You would think it's all over, right? No. Just when we thought it was time to get out the popcorn and relax, there's now a controversy over the promotional posters. It seems that the Brazilian market decided to edit out the laser blasters in an effort to make the movie more family-friendly. After being accused of plagiarising a French artist for the style of the poster art, 
Disney uh, blamed the company and outsourced the work to, they're now being accused of pandering to political correctness, aka uh, or a la Steve Steven Spielberg when he re-released E.T. with government agents' pistols digitally replaced by walkie-talkies. Uh, thankfully, in later DVDs, that was uh, fixed. Given recent events in America and the current debate about gun control, it'll be easy to assume it's all an overreaction to nervous by nervous studio executives. But the fact is that most countries, um, in most countries, the laser pistols are still in the artwork. So in the end, maybe we're being a bit harsh on Disney here. Let's just hope that after all the fuss leading up to the premiere, it's actually a damn good movie. If it's another Ewok adventure, Ewok, then the internet will simply melt down with impotent rage. So yeah, I mean, big deal. Um, a couple of posters. I think it was more over the audio, unless you go and find them and you see how badly they are photoshopped. Like they just look really awkward without the pistol. You see the before and after. It just looks horrible. Um, I think I'm more outraged at that than the fact that uh, they're worried about you know, the PC police and all that sort of thing. Um, if they'd changed the artwork and done more than just simply erase the guns, then, you know, I could probably respect it more. Uh, but we're leading down to, I was a bit cheeky here in, memori in memoriam. It's uh, not a famous death because I couldn't find one that week. It was two shows that I'm a big fan of um, coming to an end. Both are excellent TV products. While one is a show about cars, the other is a well-crafted and highly surreal science fiction series. They do share one thing in common, other than being awesome. They both arose in Old Blighty, with famous writer Douglas Adams being the creator of the quirky detective Dirk Gently. Seriously, this bloke makes Doctor Who look positively sane. Whereas The Grand Tour is a spin-off from Top Gear, uh, while not officially endorsed by BBC, Amazon Prime snapped up all three presenters of the long-running show and also producer Andy Wilman. Of course, it didn't help that Jeremy Clarkson had punched one of their old producers in the face, leading to his firing and exodus of everyone remotely connected to the original show. Unfortunately, after an initial surge of interest, ratings never quite maintained enough numbers to justify the commissioning of another season. This is a little odd considering they were going for over a decade back on the windswept airfield that Top Gear occupied, but given it was only available on one of the less popular pay-to-play streaming channels, they're always going to struggle to reach the same-sized audience that they did on free-to-air TV. Let's hope that they get to bow out with some grace. Given the age of at least two of the presenters, it's probably about time they put their feet up anyway. Always better to go out with your head held high rather than wheeled out by a long-suffering nurse. Um, the story for Jerk Gently is a little sadder, reminiscent of the axing of Firefly after just one season, the big show has garnered rave reviews and a dedicated fan base. It's a pity the size of that base just wasn't big enough to compete with blockbuster shows such as Stranger Things and Game of Thrones. At least they got two seasons in the can before the accountants swung the axe. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend you jump on Netflix uh, or wherever you can get your mitts on high-quality content and watch it now. Okay, well that's all we have for this week. I'll do my best to get another up next week. That didn't happen um, with possible a little less content but even more quality see I don't know if it's even worth given that hardly anyone read them in the first place um, now that they're done and dusted 
um, what would you do? Would you go back and, and fix any little typos? Like what are the odds of someone ever reading like an out of date pop culture blog? I don't know. I think there's a part of me that won't rest until it's all you know tidied up. So I will have to do that at some point. But there's the two articles for this week's podcast. Um, I think I drop it down to... Oh, there's one more article where that's three of each. And then we drop it to two. So it's going to be a bit more snappy from now on. Um, but it is well after midnight and uh, time for everyone to lay down their head. Um, at least where I am. Get back to me and I'd love to know wherever you were and what time it was when you listened to this. If it's on the train, if it's while you're driving, I want to know all the gory details. Okay, but that's it for tonight. Um, I was supposed to go to my jiu-jitsu. But, you know, this couch is a hard thing to get off sometimes. Uh, but we'll stop it there. I did come up with a catchphrase. It's basically have a solid week. So on that, um, 